Uh, hey, Miles. Hi, Dave. Good to see you again. How you doing? Good. Give me a proper noun. No, 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 <laughs> no. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not doing this again. Yeah, no, we're never, we're never doing that again. Apparently, no, we said we're doing it every other week. Uh, there's something about Madlibs that are so not funny in real life, and then when you bring it to, <laughs> and then when you bring it to YouTube, it just becomes even less funny. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I totally understand the last couple of weeks have been a bit of misunderstanding and we've like broadcast all our conversations, but this time <laughs> it's it's just us, right? Oh, just us this time. Absolutely. The clothes, cool. are, the clothes are coming off. The clothes are coming off. Because obviously. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. All right. Oh, let's, man. Come on. Let's start the show. This is PSPR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and uh, thank God it's Friday. Right here on YouTube. Friday. 6 p.m. Eastern, live. If you're watching it right now, you might be watching it live. If you're not, well then, you're probably watching it later. So I've got to ask the very most important question of the day. What's the future like? Is there still pollution? Are there electric cars? Are there flying cars? Are you having sex with your mom? Whoa. That was a, that was a really fucked up Back to the Future joke, but like... In the future, he doesn't have sex with his mom. In the past, he has sex with his mom. So none of this makes sense. My name is Brian Popnishan right here, PSPR without parole. And this guy over here, Miles Dyer from Miles Dyer Official. I get the wrong name tag for you, of course. Miles, That's right. what's going on, man? How are you doing? What's going on? Doing good. I know this is a common thing to say. I genuinely can't believe it's been a week already. It seems like yesterday we were having a really awesome conversation about can VR get too real? Um, but it's Friday and it's Easter weekend. So um, happy Easter, everyone, whether you celebrate it religiously or just like eating. Well, we have chocolate eggs over here. Over in the States, you like paint eggs, don't you? I mean, pe- yeah, some people paint eggs and, and then they drain I, the egg and uh, they do egg hunts. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Okay, egg hunts we do, but the painting eggs, I don't think we do in the UK and it really confuses me. Like you paint just like wooden eggs, don't you as well? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, what is, is the official like Easter kind of like itinerary? Like what what is this painting of eggs? I don't understand the paint of eggs, but I've seen it a lot on American shows, and I'm always like, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, like. I don't get the correlation between chickens and Jesus. <laughs> There's got to be one. I I don't think Jesus laid eggs. All I know is that when I was a little kid, my parents used to like create these little jelly bean trails from our bedrooms to the easter baskets or apparently i'm sorry the easter bunny used to create these little trails from jelly beans to from our rooms to the easter baskets and like you know you get to the easter basket and be filled with like you know like stupid little toys and like candy and stuff right uh and you know maybe like five bucks so maybe you know really little kid and getting up in the middle of the night and having to go to the bathroom and i and i in the in the dark i kicked the jelly bean and, and it scared the ever-living fuck out of me in the dark because I didn't know what it was. I just heard some noise go flying across the hallway, and I beelined it directly into my parents' room and jumped into bed with them and said, something's in the hallway! <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's all, those are all of my Easter memories right there. That's all I know about Easter is that that happened to me, and I very – yeah, that's it. 
I got nothing. Oh, Easter and we... can be quite traumatizing. I mean, there's a famous clip on YouTube of these kids at the table, like, look at your eggs. And then the dad comes at the window, dresses a bunny and just sl- slaps his hand against the window. And they just scream. <laughs> and like the bunnies there at the window at night. And it's just terrifying. And they're like crying. I'll have to dig it out. But yeah, I, I think the egg is to do with, I could be completely making this up. Isn't it because like when Jesus, he like he died and he was put in a tomb. And then when it, they, the next day when he resurrected, didn't like the boulder was, was it a massive egg of a boulder? Maybe that was it. I think you. I don't know. I, I think you're thinking of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. <laughs> don't. I don't think that's the same story. Brian, you kept asking me for nouns and verbs and all this stuff last week. My question for you, which is way more difficult, is what is the most Easterist PSVR game? The most Easterist PSVR game? Yeah. Oh man! And please don't say there's a game called Easter VR. <laughs> it's it's obviously Resident Evil Seven. I think so. Yeah, because we were, you know, Jesus was the OG zombie. Yeah, he did it before it was cool. Oh, so, so you're yeah. trying to give no. reasons? I'm just, I just wanted to say Resident Evil Seven because that's my answer for it. Oh, I think you're right. I think it is up there. It's definitely yeah. an Easter game. Yeah. Oh man, we've, we've got, got all... resurrection in it and stuff like that. Yeah, we've got all sorts of information in the chat right now. Uh, Emily Baxter explains it by saying Jesus was a good egg, which I think is pretty good. Jesus was a good egg. Yeah. Very good egg. Yep. Uh, Judas got- <laughs> was a bad egg. Sci-fi game get Henry says it's from the ancient pagan fertility rituals adopted in the Christianity. That right. actually sounds pretty accurate. Uh, Niles good. Ryan says it's the celebration of doing the nasty. <laughs> the egg represents fertilization. <laughs> then we have to represent eat it to represent cannibalism. Uh, I think oh, yeah. we really need to change the thumbnail and the topic of the show immediately so that we just let's cover just stick easter with this for the rest of the show um let us know chat what is the most easter easterist is the right term easterist psvr game <laughs> jamie out with the five dollar tip in the chat and i apologize for having to like just do this to access anything but tornado just decided to take up residence on my computer um Jamie out with the $5 tip says, Sony gave PSVR 1 to people for free for a month. You could return it in a month or keep it, uh, and then they would charge your card. Is that a good idea for the PSVR 2 launch? <sighs> I mean, dude, we're going to talk about a lot of things that would be good for the PSVR 2 launch. We're gonna, that's kind of the topic of the show. Um, but really, that was a very creative idea, and I don't know if it worked. We don't. I don't think we have any stats on how many PSVR 1s were actually sent back to Sony after people tried them in their homes. If we had stats for that, or if Sony has stats for that, which they obviously do, it was a program that they did and tried and experimented with, and then certain people sent it back and certain people kept it, I would have kept it, man, because return shit's a pain. Um, I, If it worked last time, then they'll do it again, maybe even on a bigger scale. The last thing I'm going to say on this, uh, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry said, the best Easter game is Five Nights at Freddy's. I think he's right. I think so. There is, is a giant it. animatronic bunny in that. And that is sort of my vision of the Easter bunny. That's it. There we yeah. go. Excellent. It's, 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 we figured it out. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We will see you next week. That was <laughs> good stuff. All we right, just so. came on to solve that question. Yeah, that was bugging us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, Tornado's never done this. Like, right where my arm goes, she's like, this is where I am now. It's like, as soon as the show started. This is interesting. It's going to be fun. There's three of us now. Yeah. <sighs>
All right, man. Well, let's, no, let's get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way, and then we'll get this, get this discussion underway as well. Um, don't forget, guys, that uh, you should join our Discord. Click the link in the description below. Join the Without Parole Discord. Uh, totally free to join to hang out there. It is an amazing place to shoot the shit with the cats. Love it. Um, but if you want to support the channel, you can always support us uh, for a dollar or more every month on patreon.com slash without parole games. Uh, the $3 tier not only gets your name on that scrolling list, it scrolls like 2,000 times per episode, uh, three days a week. It's craziness. Uh, but also... Uh, you also, you also, oh, here comes tornado again. You'll also have access to voice chat over, chat over on discord. Um, I don't want anybody complaining that discord isn't totally free because I am a member of some discords that you have to pay just to join. So without parole, discord is totally free to join. All right. You know, I'm just gonna have to deal to like, like legit, really like she, she's, <laughs> she's right here. <laughs> like right. <laughs> it's, no. Um, and then if you want to support us for the $5 or more tier, um, then, <laughs> then, then you turn around, that. turn around, you face yeah, no, the wrong way. way. Look over here. Look. Oh, there, there we go. go. There we go. Oh, isn't Aww. she so cute? Oh my God. Um, $5 a month will get you exclusive access to not only my monthly AMAs, but we're going to be kicking off why we love episodes again. Uh, over on Patreon, exclusive to Patreon supporters, five dollars or more. Uh, so thank you, everybody who keeps this channel running, uh, keeps the lights on. Trust me, uh, these are these are dark days for PSVR one, and so we need all the help we can get. That's why I'm pushing it so fucking hard. Thank you very much. Now let's ride the game feline with the five dollar tip. Says Easter's all about tipping. Oh, sweet. Here's my contribution. My sins are absolved. I don't I don't know if I have that ability, but if I do, then that's something, right? All right. Miles. I'm giving lots of thumbs up at the moment because there's so much positivity in the chat. But speaking of thumbs up, <laughs> talking of segues, if you haven't already, do smash that like button. It helps the algorithm, gets it out there to any game cats that are subscribed but haven't seen it pop up yet. It helps a lot. We did actually really well last week. I think we got near 200. So let's see how well we can do today. Excellent. Miles is our social media guy. Uh, not so much in charge of social media, just reminding yeah. me that social media exists every single time we do a show. So, <laughs> so thank you for that, uh, Miles. What's what's going on with you, man? I know we've, we've got a huge topic to talk about, um, but I, I feel like we don't, you know, with only having uh, you on the channel once a week, uh, I feel like it doesn't give us a whole lot of time to get caught up and and find out what's been going on in the life of the of Mister Dyer himself. Oh man, it's been it's been a cool week. I mean, so yeah, I do my live shows every Wednesday um, and. It's they actually take place two hours before Gamescast on a Wednesday. So if you're craving live some live streaming before the show, then tune in. Um, I always post it in the Discord and that, or you can go to youtube.com forward slash miles m y l e s and subscribe there. Um, we had a cool conversation about. This is probably going to sound really serious, especially off the back of last week's conversation. But I saw a really interesting article about people all over the world that have like. They live in dangerous situations, maybe in wildfire-prone um, areas, or maybe they're activists. And um, this journalist had photos of what their bags were packed for if they have to leave suddenly. Because okay. as a kid, you always hear about, you know, if your house was on fire and you could only take three things, what would they be? Yeah. And it was interesting, actually, especially in the PSVR community, a lot of people were quite embarrassed and like, I'd take my laptop or I'd take my car keys. Like, that might be quite materialistic. I was like, no, that's practical. And a lot of these people did the same. Uh, so yeah, it was a really good conversation and there were a lot of game cats there. So really appreciated all the love and support. Um, and, uh, apart are, are from animals, that, are animals, like, do you just assume that your animals and 
family are getting out or, or what's the deal? That's what I always, yeah, no one ever talks about, um, actually, I think there was one person who said they're pets. Um, but yeah, I think most people go, okay, apart from all the essentials, but then it's like, yeah, maybe you should include it in it. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, apart from that, I, um, have been playing, I'm going to say a flat screen game, although I can't wait for the VR game that's related to it. Horizon Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going to finish it tomorrow and platinum it tomorrow. It is such a big game. I'm clocking in around 80 hours at the moment. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous and just makes me so, so excited for what Fire Sprite and Gorilla Games are going to be doing uh, for the PSVR 2 game, um, just because the mechanics are so, so much fun. And then I've also been to the movies twice this week playing catch up. I went to see Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And I went to see last night the Batman. Um, I know in the US you were telling me just before we went on that it's coming to um, HBO HBO, Max, is it? HBO Max, yeah. So I I was considering going to the movie theater like last week or the week before or something. But I was like, if I just wait two weeks, I can watch it from the comfort of my home. And I've gotten really used to doing that. Uh, So, yeah, so I think this this Sunday, this Monday, something like that, it'll be on HBO Max. And so I'm looking forward to that. Although, uh, since you've seen it, maybe you could tell me if I should be looking forward to that. The Batman, absolutely. Um, I, I have to say, the Batman, and I don't know if anyone in the chat has seen it, um, it's obviously a very different tone to a lot of um, comic book movies. Um, I can see why people wouldn't like it. I think if you've ever seen uh, movies like The Zodiac or um, like Seven, yeah. that sort of really grittiness, that is what this movie is. And what I love about it is it it's very grounded in what if Batman was in the real world like how and you know all the 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 crime and you know issues with the police force and you know his villains what if they were all real how would it feel um and the cinema cinematography in it is just incredible like even simple shots of like picking up an item or putting it back down again every shot is so well thought out and there's lots of really small details so yeah and for a three-hour movie it really did fly fly by quick um yeah i i thought it was amazing um really really good um and as for sonic 2 i'm a huge sonic fan i loved it it was funny because when i was in the cinema it was just kids with their parents and there was me (laughs) on my own just sat there and i was having a blast as well uh sonic 2 um in, in it does a lot of things right or better than the first movie but i think overall as a film it has like two sections in it which i think could have done without and so i think it potentially is less of a movie as the first one but only just uh, but if you're a sonic fan you'll have a blast it's really good to the law and it just makes me hopeful for video game movies um because this is when it's done right it's funny all you are in history all you are is history in the chess is there's too many comic book films nowadays um and uh, and, I, and i kind of i kind of look at it unless you like are obsessed with the mcu uh, and, and really need to like follow that and like know every single corner of every single story and, and how it all connects and blah 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 the whole thing. Uh, I kind of look at it like the Telltale series of games that was like, oh, here's Batman, here's the Fables game, and here's uh, Game of Thrones, and here's Borderlands, and here's whatever. Right? It's like you don't need to play every single one just because like it's a Telltale game. You play the ones that you're interested in. I, I don't think, and I don't think it's bad that there's so many comic book movies. I think it's, you just got to pick and choose your battles. You got to go see the ones that you're really interested in and, you know, maybe don't get, don't go down the MCU rabbit hole unless absolutely necessary. Unless that's really your thing and you absolutely love it. Then you wouldn't be all you are as history complaining about too many comic book films, I guess. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. 
And what I, what I liked about the Batman is it does feel like a standalone. I mean, the intention with a lot of these is look, this is just a standalone Batman movie. It's not part of a um, what would it be um, DC universe um, in the sense of connected to other movies. Um, but I think like any of these, if they do well, then there's an opportunity for more to be made. But I think if it was a standalone movie, I think it's totally fine and it, it's amazing for that. Um, but yeah, um, just an incredibly dark movie, not just in tone, but like visually, like I th- there's maybe, a, I could probably count on one hand the amount of scenes in daylight. It's just dark and rain all the time. Um, that yeah. sounds that sounds like about as much of a Brian Paul movie has ever as has ever <laughs> existed. And so I'm I'm all about it, man. I'm I'm gonna I'll be watching it the minute it goes live on uh, on, on HBO Max. Um, oh, all your all your history follows it up. Says I just hate comic book films, Brian. Okay, and, and that that covers it right there. Which. Which, funny enough, might be why you might like the Batman because the Batman is, and, and this this isn't spoilers or anything like that. Just it's to do with the tone of it. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like a detective, like a, a detective movie. It's you know trying to follow the, the the clues, and it's got the Riddler in it. So obviously, there's going to be clues and riddles in it. Um, and uh, again, I think because it's just so grounded in what would it be like. Um, in, a, a quick example is like when batman well when it's bruce wayne and he's sort of like going to a location and he's you know planning on maybe turning you know changing into batman he doesn't like turn up just as bruce wayne he's like bruce wayne with like black makeup around his eyes and then he goes and changes so it's like it's not like in a lot of movies of they're just one person and then a minute later they're completely in costume there's this real sense of like no he's actually got his bag with him with the stuff in it and like it's a real sense of like actually what would it require um, obviously, there are some leaps of faith with, you know, him taking quite a lot of hits. You know, Batman never gets shot below the nose where there's like no armor on his face. <laughs> they never seem to shoot him in the in the mouth. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you know, um, not, none of them have but, been uh, yeah. any sort of gun training whatsoever. That's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> um, a couple comments in the chat that I, I noticed go by here. Uh, Barefoot Fred, uh, interesting, says, hey, just commenting, so I'm not one of those people who watches but doesn't say a goddamn word. Uh, we know you're out there, and we love you just as much, Barefoot Fred. Uh, now you'll just fall into a different category of people, I think, at the end of the show. Uh, also, uh, Silent Evil 999, what's up, dude? Says, best Batman film, Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, I'm going to go one further and say the best Batman film was Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Uh, Batman Beyond as a series was eh, okay, but Return of the Joker, okay. In all fairness, I watched it on acid the first time, so it like I thought it had way deeper meanings than it really did. Like I was like, oh my god, this is like blowing my mind. Like they're really. I watched it again later and was like, okay, it doesn't blow my mind nearly as much. It doesn't have like these like layers and layers of meaning, but still one of my favorite Batman movies of all time. Just saying. Hey, hey Miles, how do you feel about talking about PlayStation VR two? I guess we could talk about that. I mean, we've talked about Easter and movies. <laughs> we could talk about PSVR. What, what does the chat want to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're along for the ride. Whatever we do, I think they're good. They're good. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And uh, I just want to say also for everyone that was tuned in last Friday or even watched it on replay afterwards, like yeah. really, really great um, comments and discussion. Um, you know, when we sort of went into it, we thought, okay, this is going to be an interesting conversation, but let's see how it goes. But it seems to be really well received. And although every week is not going to be some societal, uh, you know, 
uh, dissection of the concept of VR and what it means for humanity. We will definitely go from it to time to time. And uh, I think this week also been another slow news day. Um, you know, we just thought we'd go with these other big topics. But if you ever think of big topics that you'd like us to discuss on the show, do just, you know, tweet us or send it on Discord or what have you, um, because we're always happy to um, look at, you know, bit, not just, you know, specific questions, but bigger ones that can become like whole show topics like today. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's any mods watching, but if there's any mods watching, and do you, do you have an Ask Miles section on Discord yet? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Well, if there's any mods watching, make sure that uh, we do get one of those in ASAP. And uh, because, cause, you know, that's like just like Viewer Takeover, just like Ask Brian, like we ask Miles, ask Wes, ask AJ. You know, these, these are great places to be like, hey, guys, what do you think about, you know, doing this topic on a show? Um, and so, uh, so yeah. And, and, you know, it's there. It's certainly it's certainly some slow news time right now as far as PlayStation VR one or two is concerned, but like that is that is coming to a close very very quickly, um, and so this is really one of our last chances to have conversations like this uh, because because soon enough we don't get to speculate about this anymore. Soon enough we don't get to ask these questions because Sony's either going to be answering them or or, or rolling them out uh, as we speak, and so this is kind of our last chance to have a conversation like this. Um, and so this conversation specifically, obviously, as you saw in the thumbnail in the title of the video, is if we were Sony, uh, if we were in charge of the launch of the PSVR 2, how would we launch it? Uh, how, like what? And, and we're talking like everything, man. We're talking about the events that lead up to it. We're talking about the price point. We're talking about the launch games. And so I apologize to Miles over in uh, British time, but this might be a long episode. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all for it, man. Nice. All right, dude. Well, then let's let's start with the absolute basics and uh, and you, you know what just happened? I just lost all my notes. One second, I got them right here. All right, so here th- th- there are a couple of ground rules that we have to basically set before we jump into this conversation. And, and the ground rules are that if Sony's already announced it, uh, or or if, or if something is uh, believed to be true, then we can't alter it. Right? Uh, I think it's only fair that we go under the assumption. Uh, that none of the specs are going to change, that uh, that it's not coming out this year, uh, and like in that Q1 2023 will be the target release window. Because uh, if we if we, <laughs> if we were Sony, uh, we would have put this thing out probably at the launch of the PlayStation Five. So there are there are certain things that we kind of can't change, and so and, it, and just to make the conversation easier, I think it's better that we just go under the assumption that that's what's happening. Uh, Miles. I know a lot of people have been really kind of disappointed about uh, how Sony's been handling the PlayStation VR 2 reveal so far, uh, other than like a, you know, a Jim Ryan, uh, you know, interview here or there, or, or uh, Herman Hulls talking here or there. Um, really, the one thing that's been part of a stage presentation was the CES uh, event. This was it January or February, January, right? Uh, yeah, where January. Uh, where Jim Ryan's on stage and he's talking about, you know, he's talking about PlayStation VR 2 and, and he shows the logo. Uh, he, he reveals some specs and and then shows off Horizon Call of the Mountain um, saying, like, this is the first gameplay. And in, in, in all fairness, it was the first PSVR 2 gameplay that we'd ever seen. Um, but other than, like, a few very small key moments, I think a lot of people have been really upset that everything that's been revealed so far has been part of the PlayStation blog uh, been revealed there, been an article, been a couple pictures, and that's kind of it. So this being the middle of April, and we're under the assumption that this thing is coming out sometime in the next 
11 months. I think would it be would it be fair for you, for us to assume that they need to stop relying on the PlayStation blog post and and, and start doing some big marketing uh, blasts and just really blows out of the water with some with some video events. Absolutely, I straight away you talking about it now made me think about one of the PlayStation Five features, which is they have that news card for all the latest news oh, yeah. to do with PlayStation and depending on what games you follow. I I don't think so, unless anyone wants to correct me. I don't think there's been any PlayStation VR two news on that news card, especially because it's only going to be for people that have PlayStation Five. Um, so I, I feel like you know they have been keeping it on the back burner, but I think it's because they want to keep the the news followers and the you know the PSVR enthusiasts who really you know do what we do right now, discussing it or in the chat. You know, watching shows. Um, I think they're just trying to, you know, give us breadcrumbs. Um, they're not going to lean into it publicly until they've got games to show. And at the moment, all we've seen from them officially is the Horizon Call of the Mountain, which, I mean, I love it. It's a one minute 30 video, but it's like actually only like 15 <laughs> seconds, 15 I think. Seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess it all depends on, you know, the games they have lined up, which is obviously going to be a component of this conversation. But um, there's a lot of big events that come throughout the year. We have, you know, um, Summer Showcase. Um, and then as we go towards the winter, we have um, the, the Game Awards. Um, there's a lot that you're probably able to remind me of uh, in terms of events. But, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of beats to hit. And I feel the way they're going to really cut through, and it's kind of what we talked about last week, is it's not just about showing games, it's having influencers and big people in the industry to say, mm. we've tried this and like this is why it works because, and we do repeat this every week, in the lead up to the PS5, 3D audio, the dual sense, these are things that are very hard to articulate to people. You really have to experience it. And so the only way you're going to communicate that is by having other people, other than people who work at Sony, saying, I tried this and this is what it was like. Right. And, and even, and, and even taking that a step further, like we need to see this thing on somebody's head, like on their face. We need to see them standing there with the controllers. It's not enough for them to write an article about their experience with PSVR2. We need to see a live stream. We need to see uh, actual on stage demonstrations. And so that's why the PlayStation blog specifically is going to be less and less relevant and less useful to Sony going forward. This is absolutely like, the but this is like I get I get what they've done so far, right? Especially if people didn't understand like how far away the PSVR two was, because we didn't understand for a long time uh, how far away it was, and we just kept you know like hearing bits of information. And as the bits of information started to come together, we were like, oh shit, this thing is so much further out than we thought. And that's why blog posts were fine, you know, just saying, hey, this thing that's way out in the distance, uh, here's some information. But now that we start ramping up the hype train. Now that we start getting people more engaged and more excited about this thing, you need to see people on stage. You need to see developers showcasing their games and and and, and showing just what that means to be in uh, in VR and and also like uh, there's there's just this inherent excitement when it comes to some stage presentations that you can't get um, even from a state of play. I think state of plays are uh, you know fine. And they kind of get the job done being like, hey, let's, let's show off some new games and blah, 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 whatever. And I think we'll see some state of plays for PSVR too. But somebody on stage, possibly in front of a crowd, 
you know, and, and hearing the crowd's reaction to these things is going to be so important when it comes to building the hype and getting people excited for it. And that's why taking advantage of these showcases that you, or these events that you listed off, you know, the summer showcase, uh, you said the game awards, Jeff Keeley's event, um, there's, there's TGS, there's, there's Paris games week. There's, there's lots of events. It used to just be E3, but now it's time for Sony to take advantage of these things. Um, if they're still happening, I'm assuming most of them will be happening this year. Uh, and then get out in front of people and start showing some shit off. Uh, Yeah. Uh, do you know one thing I'm thinking about, though, and this is kind of like really top line of this, which could undermine everything we're about to talk about now. <laughs> Perfect. I wonder if Sony has already calculated there's going to be a supply issue. Because, for example, what if they have looked at the amount of PSVR players that have signed up for the PSVR 2 you know, splash page, you know, where you put your email to be updated on the news? Yeah. Because they did that for the PS5. So this is probably me and my marketing backgrounds kicking in here, but it's like with that PS5, PS5 build-up, they'd be able to look at what percent, what number of people signed up for the PS5 um, newsletter or you know announcements through that splash page, and then what percentage of them then went on to buy a console, and they could have mapped that across to the VR one, and they might already be mapping um, or you know modeling the fact that as things currently stand having not gone massively public about it just with the PSVR enthusiasts, we're already going to sell out. So do we really need to make a big splash? If what happens is we're just going to launch it. Of course, we're going to do some promos and stuff like that, but we're just going to engage with PSVR owners who already love it and want to upgrade their headsets because then there'll be the advocates that once it comes out, that then gets more people excited you know, they go around their friend's house and try it on and then they go and buy buy the hardware for themselves. Um, but it depends on, like, what we feel the supply is going to be. I mean, do we even have figures of, like, how many were sold at launch for PSVR? I mean, yeah, yes and no, right? Like, I, I feel like... I feel like- as soon as you start trying to relate anything to PSVR one, uh, you're, you're digging a hole that you're not going to be able to get out of properly because yeah. because we're talking about an entirely different market. When PSVR one was new, you were still trying to convince people that VR was a thing they should be trying, a thing they should be interested in, and we didn't even know if it was going to be any good, right? It's like so yeah, they showed off some tech demos or whatever, but we really didn't have a good idea about how good it was going to be, um, and so. I, we're in a we're in a much different place right now, you know, with uh, with with the Pico entering the European market, with Quest Two currently dominating um, kind of the world when it comes to VR. Uh, it's the they, they, those those uh, manufacturers have proven that VR is absolutely viable and people are interested in it, uh, and so we're we're getting to a point where I don't think PSVR one sales figures matter even remotely, uh, and, and I think that Sony's. I think they're sort of they sort of understand that for the most part they're starting from scratch this generation. Like they've waited too long for people to simply go, okay, PSVR two, time to upgrade for my PSVR one. Most people who are super into VR have already graduated to a standalone headset or a PC VR headset, um, and so because they they've seen that Sony kind of like you know the the Sony train slowed down and they, and they wanted to catch some express train like in the in the interim. I think the bigger thing will be getting those people back. Right, not not getting the PSVR one people to upgrade, but getting those people back over and saying, "Hey, check out these games we've got for you." Right, so that was a little bit. I, I, I was just saying, like, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, and but you're you're right about it. Is 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 apples uh, and oranges like in comparison for when PlayStation VR came out? 
Um, I was just looking at the stats of how many PS5s have sold because, again, this is the bottleneck, isn't it, of, um, you know, you need a PS5 to, to, to use this headset unless it is going to be available on PC as well, in which case that means they're more likely to sell out. Um, but uh, as of the December 2021, they'd sold 17.3 million PS5s. So okay. I don't know what they're at now. Let's just say it's 18 million. Um you got one. You got one. Those are early, for the most part early adopters, right? Because like we're still in that sort of early adopter phase where like people that pre-ordered and people who have been trying to get one since launch. Uh, and I think early adopters for consoles are pretty much the same market for early adopters for VR headsets. If you've been excited Great. about PSVR two and you can't wait to get one, you've been you've probably been trying to get a PS five as well, um, just to be in, in preparation for when it finally launches. So I think we're talking about the same market. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, I was just curious to know out of 18 million, you know, what would be a, a good number, a percentage of that to have? Because, um, yeah, <laughs> you're good, right. A good number would be half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a yeah. reasonable number would be uh, a tenth, I think. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to ask any more figure questions because otherwise I'm just going to be looking up because I'm curious <laughs> to know like how, 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 how well the Oculus did. Uh, yeah. Oculus 2, I mean, when it came out and stuff and how many they sold. Yeah, we've got um, a lot to cover. And I think with every single topic that we're going to cover today, we could really get sidetracked for hours. Yes. <laughs> um, I just want well, to get caught up on a couple tips, though. Uh, let's Real quick, we had Cyber Expanse VR with a $5 tip <laughs> talking about Easter saying, sorry, late response. <laughs> That's okay. We appreciate you. Uh, but Easter originally was about the god Ishtar, the god of fertility. Rabbits and eggs basically represent fertilities. Fertility. Excellent. See, look, we're learning things today, man. Like, this is something I was not familiar with at all. I went to Catholic school, and they taught me all sorts of different stuff that had nothing Keeping to do with... Keeping with the Easter theme. I love this. Yep. Uh, while he is now a game cat, specifically White Tiger with the Canadian $5, says, If I was Sony, I would have a 2022 launch sold only via physical retailers who would serve only pre-order and waitlist customers to avoid scalpers. That's an excellent point. Um, and I would say that hopefully... God... Hopefully, Sony's learned their lesson uh, because, uh, because yeah, there was a ton of scalping going on with the PlayStation 5. It's probably still going on with the PlayStation 5. It's still difficult to get one. Uh, and so it, it would be really nice uh, to say, hey, you know what? Like either order directly through Sony, limit one per customer, two per customer, something like that, uh, because Sony does have the online store uh, where they sell hardware uh, and say, yeah, hey, you know, GameStop, Best Buy, uh, whatever, man, like make sure that those guys have the supply uh, and uh you know, you don't want to you don't want to screw over Amazon. You don't want to screw over anybody else, but you do want to make sure that those people that those sites have uh, quantity limits in place so that scalpers cannot get their hands on 10, 20 at a time and screw over the people who just want to play, just want to play uh, instead of making a fortune off of uh, other people's misfortune. Uh, okay, man. So so uh, since we're sort of talking about the PlayStation blog and saying they shouldn't be relying on the PlayStation blog and that there are all these events uh, coming up. You know, again, the, the Sony events and non-Sony events that Sony can take part in. I think there's, there's, they need to sort of spread out the events uh, and spread out the contents of the events over the course of the next year, uh, in order to make sure that they not only keep the hype train going, uh, but also make an in, a, a huge splash and and make sure that from the word go, people are interested, uh, and and those people do not let go until the thing is finally in their hands. And I think the big showcase that everybody's going to be interested in seeing, uh, which I think is happening sooner rather than later, is the Games Showcase. The Games Showcase, where they show off just 
everything, right? Everything from AAA games to indie games and, and, and just show the world how much support is behind PlayStation VR 2. Uh, because if you talk to some, if you look around, like there's some developers saying, hey, we're going to support PSVR 2. But like that, that's just not everywhere, man. Like we're kind of under the assumption that Polyphony Digital is going to put Gran Turismo 7 uh, on PlayStation VR 2. We're under the assumption that Capcom is just going to support this thing. But none of these companies are saying that, like not really, right? And, and so I think it's super important to just have like this massive event that's all about games and show one of those walls, right? With all of the developers like logos that are supporting PSVR 2. Say there's 350 games in development, blah, 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 blah. And here's like, you know, a sizzle reel and here's AAA games and indie games. And oh, there's walkabout mini golf. Finally, you know, like dash, dash, <laughs> World, finally, you know, but also, but also some really big titles like Horizon Call of the Mountain to blow people away and just kind of like, just sort of shake up the VR industry a little bit. Because right? you 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 know Quest has their showcase coming up or Oculus has their game showcase coming up, but I don't I don't think whatever they show off is going to hold a candle to a big Sony event. You know what I'm saying? You're right. When we when we think about you know what does Sony have over other VR developers, it is their first party studios and the fact that they make brilliant games, uh, especially single player narrative games, which is arguably what the VR um, medium is is best served for is putting you into stories, and so you know we we think of like Naughty Dog. What would it be like if they did a Last of Us, but you're actually in it? Mm. Um, oh man, it would just like there's there's so much they can they can do there. So yeah, you're right. They need to do a state of play that is entirely or a, or a showcase actually, because obviously we. If it's a state of play, we're always like, yeah, keep 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 your hopes down. <laughs> but but if also, it's a show. But but I don't yeah. I don't think you're wrong though. I think state of plays are important too, right? Like if if they they we have seen state of plays where it's what what was the last one Hogwarts uh, Legacy or whatever the hell that's called, um, and it was just twenty or thirty minutes of of Hogwarts. Like, I mean, I think we would all lose our minds if they said, "Hey, the next state of play." Horizon Call of the Mountain, just twenty yeah. or thirty straight minutes of gameplay. We're gonna be like. Whoa. And so, you know, I, I, so I, I think that the reception for the Hogwarts thing and for, you know, for, they've done it for plenty of other games has been really positive. So they could certainly do that. That could be one of their events over the next year where they say, hey, if you're not sold on on this exclusive VR Horizon game, well, our, our goal for the day is we're going to we're going to set out to convince you. And here's gameplay. And, uh, and maybe just, you know, show somebody off on the side, like, you know, like stretching the bow and the arrow and like kind of like, you know, even you zoom in on the controllers and how, or you hear the person's reaction to them uh, with the with the bow tightening or the, uh, the the trigger being harder to hold down. You know, the adaptive triggers are going to be amazing for that kind of stuff. Um, I I, th- I think that right there would be an amazing state of play. So I, I don't think we need to discount state of plays for uh, for their upcoming events. Yeah, no, no, no I agree. Uh, is this the time we can talk about what the dream PSVR two launch titles would be? Oh, I mean, yeah, we can certainly talk about that. <laughs> what well, what would be on your list? I've I've put together a list. Some things are more realistic; others are just like you know. Let's just let's think mad. Um, well, should we just alternate. You go first with one, and then we'll go. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. So hold on. Before we get to specific titles, okay, I, I want to ask you: Do you think that it's it's it would be more beneficial to Sony to kind of? 
I don't know. Um, just sort of speckle the release calendar with a bunch of great games? Or do you think, like Pico just announced, Pico's kind of coming out with like 200 games at launch. Do you right. think it's beneficial to them to say, we're just going to flood the market with 200 games all on day one, like a, a mix of you know PSVR 1 remasters and, uh, and, and, and new games and, and, and quest ports, and just say, everything you want in VR is right here. Everything from other consoles is here. Everything from our yeah. last co- headset was here. Everything, you know, here's, here's some exclusives. Do you think that's the way they should do it? Just like, boom, just drop like so, 100 titles on the store? So I do I do think it needs to be big. And and, and so, all right, I, so before we actually go into specifics, yeah. something I wrote down was like, in a dream scenario, Jim Ryan would go on stage and say, we all know it's been a tough few years because of the pandemic uh, economically for people. We've had to really dig in our pockets if it's getting a new PS5 console, and we understand that. Um, and therefore, with the launch of the PS VR 2, we are doing a PSVR Plus collection so that if you buy this new hardware, you are going to get to dive straight into some of the best games that we've already released, but that have been upgraded to harness the power of this new hardware. So that would be... I've come up with six games for this. It'd be Astrobot Rescue Mission. It would be The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Blood and Truth, Dreams, No Man's Sky VR, and then PSVR Worlds 2 would be like thrown in there. Like some other demo thing nice. like in there. I just feel like if they're going to try and get people to jump into this, because it's, and, and we haven't even gone into the pro- what we think the price is going to be a bit. On top of a PS5, it's a big ask for people mm-hmm. to then buy this as well. Um, and so I think that they need some kind of landing for people to say, okay, if you buy this and also doing that means they're not having to do any new property, you know, PSVR worlds two obviously would be new. Right. So we can sort of put that on the, on the side, but it's like, um, also it means they're not having to worry about when they box them up that they're having to put physical copies in there. It's just, you get it digitally. So that's not, it's not going to be a much of an extra cost. Um, but then on top of that, I would say, as well as the PSVR Plus collection, they then say, with our new PS uh, Plus three-tier system, oh. the middle one, PS Plus Extra, will now include 50 additional PSVR titles from the last generation. Yeah. Um, so they're just saying it's there. They could even throw in stuff saying Sony is also proud of our movies, and so we are going to have a theater VR app so you can now watch all the latest Sony uh, studios movies, you know, just really celebrate the medium in all the different ways. And then I think on top of that, they then hit home and say, these are the PSVR 2 launch titles. That is in an ideal world. But I'm also aware that Sony, unless they're doing showcases, sometimes undersell it. Um, I think of like the PS Plus blog post they did recently about the three tiers it was just a wall of text and i know they said they're gonna (laughs) you know show us more Mm -hmm. but it was just like there was no graphics it was just like it was just like this is what this tier is this tier is this and this and i was just like i don't I, i kind of understand it but i don't like it was not sexy it was not easy to comprehend whereas this they really need to hit hard of like these are all the ways that psvr 2 is going to be amazing because it is going to be expensive because the first headset didn't come with controllers. This is. Um, and already, you know, so it, this isn't going to be a cheap bit of equipment. So they need to make sure that when people buy it, 
and then not like hanging around going, oh, but I don't really have many games to play it on. Because as we know, VR games are a bit different to flat screen games because you kind of dip and dive into different ones. Obviously, there are certain games that you'll spend hours in, but VR, I find, is a much more of a trying out different games compared to flat screen games. That, in my personal experience. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. And, and actually, there's a ton to unpack in everything that you just said. And, and the thing that I uh, I latched onto immediately was the Plus Collection, which is something that we've sort of, I think, floated on Gamescast Live prior to this, which is, I think, amazing, right? Like, in, in I don't how many games did you think would be uh, appropriate? I put six, but that includes the PSVR Worlds 2, some yeah. kind of demo of the new tech. I mean, like, how, ma- yeah. how many were included in the Plus Collection for the PlayStation 5? Wasn't it like 20? And they were like top it was 20. Tier? It was 20, yeah, 20 games. It was yeah. ridiculous how many there were. And so if they did something similar to that and like and, and took it as far as that, then people would have no excuse, right? Like you don't even need to buy a game for the first three months you have this because you have the best of the best when it came to last gen. And now you have like some good samplings of this gen. Uh, I think, yeah, there's that would be an amazing amazing way to do it like so there's no pack in game specifically but if uh but if you buy it and you're an early adopter uh because eventually i'm assuming the plus collection has to uh that that has to expire at some point for playstation 5 um well they've just re they've just removed from it persona 5 i think or they're saying that's going to be taken away but they're going to keep the rest on there it seems after a year Um, and a half though right so i mean like that's pretty damn good so and, and and it's and there's still the rest of the games as you said which is great yeah and the other thing you just remind me of was you know there was a question when ps5 came out of like the free month monthly games is one of them going to be a ps5 game and they actually went heavy with that straight away so i'm wondering actually maybe what they do is the first monthly free game depending on how this ps plus is going to work is actually a really good vr game maybe horizon call of the mountain yeah. And it's just like, so people, when you, you, all the flat screen gamers, they're like, oh, we get our three games or two games and we get this VR game. Wow, I would love to get it because that would just be such a great way of like, I own this game now, but the only way I can play it is if I have the VR headset. And I, I think that would be powerful as well. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, I think I always thought that that was a great strategy before saying, like, including games like... Uh, until you fall and uh, and the persistence in uh, in the plus catalog and saying hey you, you've got no excuse not to pick up this headset now because now you, you've got games for it uh, you just have to buy the thing and you're all set to go um so okay so we <laughs> so we danced around the topic a little bit uh, and we're finally getting to it what 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 are what are the what are the must have uh, launch games you go first. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna we're you gonna go bounce back and, and then i'll go okay sure yeah yeah uh, so i'm gonna cheat i'm gonna cheat because uh i think resident evil village should be a launch game uh but yeah at the well, same I, that time, was the top of my list so i thought i'd let you have that one <laughs> okay well thank you but you can have another you can have another well but i'm kind of, but i'm cheating <laughs> because i think that capcom uh especially seeing what's happening over on the pc side of things seeing that modders are uh, are able to bring resident evil 2 and 3 uh, without even having the source code bringing it into vr and having it play in first person in vr like pretty much no problem and it's really impressive i mean people out there are calling those modded versions of those games their favorite vr games of all time so wow it would be the greatest thing ever for capcom to kind of double down on that and say hey at the launch of psvr2 
Here's as much Resident Evil as you can fucking handle. Resident Evil Village, uh, an updated version of Resident Evil 7 with, with sense controllers and better graphics, adapted triggers. Here's Resident Evil 2. Here's Resident Evil 3. Uh, all first-person VR. Here you go. It's everything you ever wanted, Brian. They're going to say Brian in the, in the press release. Brian, here you, here you go. Um, so that's, that's, that's my one. I think I did that. That's, no, that's an awesome one. And yeah, <laughs> and they could literally say, and we're also now working on Resident Evil like the first one in VR, like they could tease it like this. Oh, yeah. Cause it, cause this is the thing that often happens with like the PS plus stuff is stuff that gets thrown on there. It's cause uh, a sequel is they're working on a, a sequel so that people get hooked on that one so that they're then ready to play the next one. So, yeah. um, miles. Yeah, I, I, that... I'm sorry. We, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm so, so bad with tips today, but I, I am seeing them and copying and pasting them and then like just being terrible about actually reading them. Uh, GC 13, the diet Pepsi cat with the, $100 tip. There should be a sound effect for this. Um, it says, Happy Easter. Here's to taxes. Uh, she, she must have known that my taxes were fucking expensive. And waiting for the PSVR 2 launch. Uh, thank you so much, GC13. Gamer chick. Die Pepsi Cat, killing it in the chat. Thank you for keeping the lights on. We appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. That's so generous. I was going to do a sound effect, but whatever I did was going to sound really patronizing and like not good enough for a hundred. I was going to go, hooray. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't do that. That, that I'm, sounds. I'm glad I didn't do it. And I'm glad I didn't explain what I was going to do. So no yeah. one heard it. Anyway. That would have been so, terrible. Yeah. Would have been that would have been, been really, that would have been really unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's your first right. launch game, Miles? Okay. So RE8 was at the top. Um, I'm going to go with um, a new Blood and Truth game. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I think Blood and Truth is great. I think it's an incredibly slow game because of so many cutscenes. It's weird calling them cutscenes because, no, you're actually in the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's not cutting from but, anything. Uh, say again? It's not cutting from anything, yeah. No, no, it's not. Um, and I've enjoyed showing it to, like, family and friends, but it it's when you've got lots of friends over, you want games that they can quickly jump in and out of, and I found Blood and Truth unless you're going to like set them up with certain levels by which point they've not practiced it's um it's a bit of a slow one but i think they would have learned a lot from that game making it and with the new hardware i think that i mean when blood and truth came out it was pretty mind blowing for the for the platform right yeah but would it still be mind blowing do you think that you need this game to be a little bit different or just a bigger version of the original like when you're in the car and you're just a passenger in the first game, uh, and you're shooting as the driver's driving. Do you think that, you know, they need to, like, finally let me live out my fantasy of, of driving with one hand and shooting with the other? Like, no passenger required? Do you, do you know what it is? I think that what we were talking about cutscenes is old school, traditional games when it comes to cutscenes is, here's all the all the story in that and now you play a platform level and then you go to more story and then you've got gameplay whereas what's happened now and what naughty dog does very well is they have made it synonymous they've brought it together and i feel that blood and truth kind of had the you've got the gameplay and then you have the cutscenes. Yeah. although you were in it was interactive you can pick up a bit of paper i think that if they actually mesh those two components together so there was yes. much more fluidity i think that could really be the next stage of it and i haven't played half-life alex um but my understanding is that that has quite good fluidity with the sort of storytelling as you're actually going around the levels as well that's just my guess and i feel that if the blood and truth team did it i think that could that could be powerful as good as blood and truth was um i do feel like a lot of people wanted more than a rail shooter 
which it was more than a rail shooter, but it was a very much a glorified VR rail shooter. Um, and uh, in the cutscenes, I think were uh, were very much like here they are. This is this is this is cutscene, and you just kind of have to hang out and wait for it to be over. Uh, hopefully, I think a lot of VR developers over this last generation have learned learned their lessons. Uh, and I'm not saying I can't believe they did that. I'm just saying it's sort of a growing pain of VR to to say, hey, we don't know how to do cutscenes to and, and keep the player engaged. Uh, and I think that that was one of the big criticisms of Bludgeon Truth. So uh, I'm interested to see what they do with a follow up. Uh, yeah, I mean they're definitely going to work on some. If it's not just that, it might be another demo piece but like they haven't what was what was the the last game they've made was it blood and truth the vr i mean uh london studio yeah i, th- I think so uh so they I, they must be working on something for yeah. psvr2 <laughs> for a launch title uh um, while while is now a game cat rare specifically white tiger with the canadian two dollar tip says horizon vr which is not an experience uh agreed well, that's a good segue because I think I think Horizon uh, Call of the Mountain should also be a launch game. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, and you know again uh, when you if you have a state of play leading up to launch and you say this is twenty or thirty minutes of Horizon Call of the Mountain and really start building the hype up for it and show all the different kind of gameplay mechanics and you know without spoiling anything uh, but giving you sort of like the you know the intro uh, sequences and everything uh, and and letting people know hey this is not a three or four hour game this is not a six to seven hour game this is a 10 to 12 hour game a 20 to 30 hour game we don't know right but but if it what if they were able to make somehow make a 20 to 30 hour psvr2 exclusive horizon game like i mean that would be one of the most amazing things ever i think i think that would i think that would convince people especially horizon fans right we've talked about how you know we need to get psvr1 players back on board with psvr2 we talked about how we get pico and quest 2 players back on board with playstation vr2 but we didn't really talk about the flat screen players that are like, man, Horizon is my favorite game of all time. Horizon 2 is now my favorite game of all time. Those people out there, those 10 million gamers are going to say, wait, the only way I can play the new Horizon game is in VR? Some of those people are going to say, well, time to pick up a VR headset. You finally sold me on something. This is the game that I needed uh, I needed to release to make that leap into VR. Uh, and so... I think it's a pretty pretty good, pretty good launch title. A pretty good idea for have, it to be a launch title. Having just spent eighty hours in Forbidden West, it's just made me more excited about this VR game because you feel like you're in this world. It's so beautiful, and so actually to be in it in VR is just going to be mind blowing. The game mechanics, the story, the the environments. Oh, it's um yeah, it's going to be amazing. Um, uh, is it your turn or? Was- yeah, yeah. No, that was me. Horizon. Oh, was that you? That was, was yours. Me. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was Wally's. Uh, <laughs> cool. So, so here, here's another obvious one. Before I get to the more uh, daring ones, yeah. um, Astro, a new Astrobot game. I just feel like Astrobot. I I feel like the Astrobot isn't actually going to be a launch title. I don't know. I'd love it to be. I'd love it them to do because of the success of Rescue Mission. But well, the question is: is is it? in astro's playroom where it sort of shows off all the different mechanics of the playstation vr2 headset or is it a full-fledged astrobot rescue mission 2 i think you save the rescue mission 2 for later and you launch it with this amazing astro tech demo sort of thing no i like that yeah yeah that make that would make a lot of sense yeah uh i'm gonna this this is something i've been harping on about forever Uh, i think grand theft auto 5 
it's the most popular game of the last decade. It's been the best-selling game since PlayStation 3. Three. <laughs> it's, it's transcended. Now that it's on PS5, it'll have transcended three consoles. And with the PSVR 2 headset, it could it could technically be four consoles. Uh, I think I think that with Grand Theft Online uh, and be able to play that with all, all your friends, hopping into a car together and, and and going and doing some mission. Like I I think there that doesn't translate uh, to the flat screen nearly as well as it translates to VR. That feeling of being in a car with your friends, looking over and seeing your buddy talking. You're all holding like automatic like fucking <laughs> weapons, right? Where it's like this is shit you shouldn't do. Please God, don't do in real life. But like in a in a video game virtual world, it's like this is fucking ridiculous. Like what we're doing right now, and uh, you know, kind of give you those payday two vibes, like when you run in and like hold up a bank or some shit like that. Um, I think I did. I think that would be amazing. And again, since it's the best-selling game of the last decade, over and over and over again, month after month, they'd be so dumb not to not to make some deal with Rockstar and have this ready for launch. I mean, they're already having deals with Rockstar in some ways. And I, I thought for the longest time, I can just see it, GTA 5, the V, the 5, and then R. Like, yeah. that is how it's going to be done. But I, I, I remember when um, it came out for the PlayStation 4 and it had the first-person mode. Mm-hmm. That was the reason I went out and bought a PS4, was to buy GTA 5 again for it. Um, but when you sit in the car on your screen, you're now driving with the the, 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 um, the joysticks, but you're also having to control where your head's looking. So you're not really... Although you're in the car like looking out the window in that you're sort of driving, but you can't sort of drive and look to the side. Like it makes sense having this first person mode, but it's just, it's not great on a, on a flat screen. Whereas actually being in the car in VR. Yeah. That's yeah. absolutely going to be, be the case. Um, so yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right. Well, my next one is going to be another big property. And actually it comes, I, I thought this for a while, but there's two bits of news recently which has made me think, okay, this is even more so. And this is Fortnite VR. Yeah. And the yep. two reasons I'm more sure of it now is the obvious one is Sony is still plowing in. I think they've just – was it $2 billion they put into Epic Games? Uh, um, another They just put another – yeah, you're right, $2 billion, I think. Or was it $1 billion? Yeah, $1 billion. I think it was 2 It was $1 oh, billion, okay. and they had already invested uh, $450 million prior to that. Right, 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 right. Um, and, and, you know, they talk about the met, the metaverse and stuff, you know, Fortnite uh, and Epic games are really good at building, you know, trying out new, uh, experiences, whether it's live music or they have like, I don't know if you know this, but on, on Martin Luther King day, they have a, a map on Fortnite where you go to a screen and they play a Martin Luther King documentary. So it's like, they actually have like documentaries in Fortnite. Wow. It's a bit weird because you're there with your character. Like my character's got a burger head on and doing like the floss and doing dancing while there's like a Martin Luther King documentary. Like kids, you know, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, uh, experience for gaming. But, um, the other reason is something they've done this season. I've just, I've, I've not played much of this season of Fortnite. I keep sort of fading out of it and going back in when friends ask me to play. But, um, this season, they actually deactivated one of the main features of Fortnite, which is building. Uh, and for those that don't know, in Fortnite, you basically, with your pickaxe, can pick at pretty much anything on the map. You can harvest brick, wood, and metal, and you use that. So while you're fighting, you can quickly put up a wall. If you want to get up somewhere, you can build a ramp, um, and you can obviously shoot these down. So when you're in battles, you keep building up walls and then shooting through them. 
Um, but I always felt that was going to be what stops VR from happening because when you actually build towers, you quickly 360, building a wall around you and then stairs and jumping. And it's so fast-paced, you would get so much motion sickness <clears> in VR. The fact they've deactivated building and now they've brought back building as a separate mode. They have two modes now, one without building and one with. I'm like the non-building mode, actually, I think is now VR ready. Well, so, and, don't, yeah. and don't forget that the, it would be pretty easy for them to just create a separate uh, separate place for VR players to play together. Uh, and so like the that, if, if the game's not identical to the fly screen version, then they could still absolutely find a way around that. That's also true. That's also true. What's your uh, next game, Brian? My next game is giving a shout out to Emily Baxter, hashtag the cartoony with Game <laughs> Kitten with the $2 tip says cartoony games suck. Weekend is now official. Um, I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm really, really hoping um, that cartoony games, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, I think some games out there are absolutely beautiful and, and used, utilize the cartoon aesthetic in, in amazing ways. But, uh, but I really, really hope that next gen gives Emily Baxter a lot fewer reasons to bitch about games <laughs> because I feel like cartoony games is sort of like the, like the the indie way to get a VR game done, right? It's like, well, let's not tax the hardware too much. We can do this, no problem. Uh, but I think I think that's coming to a close. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, I think we still have a. We, if, unless you have other absolutely essential launch games that we need to talk about, I think maybe I'll, we need to I'll move on a little bit. So I'll list three quick games and then we can move on. Perfect. Yeah. So I, I I think Destiny Two VR. Mm-hmm. I just I would I, whether it's a launch title. I just feel like. They've got Bungie now. It would be, oh, it'd be, it'd just be incredible. Well, and uh, and it's like it's not like you're taking anything away from Xbox because Xbox doesn't have a VR headset, right? So, so they're still supporting true. the game on Xbox. Uh, so they're they're not like unless you know unless Microsoft decides to get a VR headset, uh, we're up and running on their hardware. Then yeah, like you're not taking anything away from those gamers over there. So Sony's staying true to their word. That is very true. Um, I then put Jedi Fallen Order VR. I was just like, because, oh man, just like an actual VR game, like much more ambitious with the lightsabers. I know they had, um, they had that, um, episodic, uh, Star Wars game, which I actually never got to play. Vader, what was it called? Vader, um, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like they need to do some new game with, um, someone said get out of here, Miles. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I just feel like some Star Wars or big IP property, because we're talking about, you know, bringing AAA games onto VR. It's also like big IPs into VR as well. And then the last one I've put is H- Hideo Kojima's new horror game. Oh, that's, oh, called, the, that's, called, that's called Abandoned. Abandoned, yeah. yep. abandoned VR. <laughs> not, not sure if you're aware. <laughs> yeah, sure. Abandoned. I also, I'm not sure if you saw the interview with, uh, was it Hassan uh, Karaman? Is that what I haven't watched it yet, but I hear it's um, a whole load of nothing. It's a whole load of nothing, and it's it's nothing but proof that that game just doesn't fucking exist, or he's full of shit, or he doesn't know anything about the gaming industry at all. Like, it, it, it's oh man, yeah. So, I mean, if it is a cover up for for Kojima, then it's a bad one, um, or a really good one. Either way, Joseph Paul Jr. with five dollar tip says, "I need Sly Cooper VR. Imagine using a cane to pickpocket. That would be sick, dude. Don't even get me started on Sony IPs." <laughs> That like need to be I mean kill zone, resistance, infamous. I know Wes was going on a bit about infamous on Wednesday show. Dude, just to have it with the sense controllers and like just like slowly pull the trigger to like raise off the ground just a little bit. Lifting cars and Oh my god. Oh mate. 
Yeah. It was I mean, so good. It felt so good to take off, to fly in Iron Man, to just lift off the ground, to just imagine like being in the middle of a city and just being like, that's just part of the mechanics of like, just like, boom, and then like you just kind of like float up a little bit. Oh man. I get, there's so many amazing Sony IPs that are, are ripe to be picked for VR. Uh, and hopefully they'll take advantage of that. Sony's really weird about their back catalog. They're like, it's like they're not proud of it the same way Nintendo is. Like, I think Sony, like, Carmen Hulse looks back at, like, PS1 games and go, those games look like shit. We, we don't care. We want to play them. So. Oh, um, man. So. And the, the only other one I would have mentioned was, yes. who, who were the creators of Elden Ring? Um oh, Bromsoft. Is it firm? Yeah. If they made a VR game. I just feel like these massive worlds they make where, you know, they're really tough. Um, you know, it's that whole thing of a triple A version of, you know, we've had some well, of these uh, roguelike games, but. I think that I think that sort of brings us to a pretty good place uh, in terms of all of the events that Sony needs to have leading up to the launch of PlayStation VR two because we, we I think the only one we really hit on um, is that because you can't just have one event like next month and go everybody stay excited for the next year right you just you just can't like that's that's just too much time and so I think they they do a big game showcase and then they have to kind of keep hitting that right and keep and keep getting people excited uh with b- these big events and i think i think there's they could certainly do an entire showcase or an entire event i don't even care if it's state of play uh showing how hybrid games work on playstation vr2 saying here are the tools we've given to creators here is the way that here's our definition of hybrid games it's not resident evil 7 uh where you it's just now you're in the world and you're still playing with the dual shock 4 it's here our version, our version of hybrid games mean we took a flat screen third person game and now you're playing it in first person with two hands and it feels like it was built from the ground up for VR and you could do a whole presentation based on that and if you got FromSoft to be like, here's Elden Ring VR, then I mean, yeah. you, you just sold like a hundred thousand, if not like you know a million more headsets. Like just everybody be like, holy shit, we get to play Elden Ring. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I understand there are fundamental problems with trying to play a Souls like game in vr right you're like oh well i can't roll i can't do there you could certainly dash that far to the side right like it doesn't have to be the exact same thing um especially when it's a when it's you know essentially a single player game i think there's so many different possibilities and they could do a whole showcase just based on hybrid games well there's things you can do in vr that you can't do on flat screen so like parrying it's not just pressing a button at the right time you've actually got to get your angle of your hand with the sword at the right time like you know you've actually got to parry properly now so um i think that would be great i do have this kind of thought now from you mentioning that of like jim ryan just behind him he has a massive wall of like all these different ips that have been on ps5 and he's like we invite developers to embrace it wouldn't be something he says publicly at like one of the public events he might be like a gdc thing but like he says you know we invite all these developers to embrace vr and work with us to help bring your players into your games. Um, I think that's probably the conversations they are having behind the scenes. Dan Kiefer in the chat says, remember when until dawn was a move game. Here it is. This is, this is the, this is the PlayStation three, uh, version of until dawn that was supposed to come out first person move controls. One was a flashlight. Um, yeah, man, this is, uh, this is what, and this is sort of what I'm talking about. It's like, this is they they've sort of been down this road before and they've been down this road I don't know. We don't. We don't need to go too deep into this. But uh, but I just I just want an excuse to play that trailer. So thank you so much, uh, Dan Kiefer, for giving me an excuse. 
Um, so yeah, so I mean, so, so hybrid games could be its own presentation. Uh, I think, I think we could use, certainly use a tech demonstration, uh, as an, as a whole another event, um, as kind of dry as the Mark Cerny GDC or was supposed to be for GDC, his tech talk, where he just talked about all the specs and, and kind of like dryly went through everything that PS5 was capable of. Um, I think you could certainly do that with, uh, with the PSVR and snap and make it a little bit more snazzy, right? Make it a little bit more consumer friendly, make it a little more consumer, uh, make it exciting for the consumer by showing off either tech demos or, or, or games that are being, you know, uh, in games that are in development and actually demonstrating what, what all this, this technological jargon means to the consumer and, yes. and how it's going to benefit us. Um, and they haven't done that yet, which is, I, well, I like- think I, I thought that was going to be the first step for Sony. I really did. I thought, hey, man, because, because people are like, oh, I bet we're going to get a game showcase soon. And I was like, no way, man. The first thing they're going to do is this big tech talk and show off tech demos and, and really try to sell us on the hardware first. And that, But it doesn't sound like they're doing that. So they could certainly save that for later in the year for people who aren't sold. Well, it's like when we talk about eye tracking. I know what eye tracking is because of your show and the, the developers talking about it. You know, it's going to help with preventing... Um, uh, motion sickness in some ways. But then when I read the article about actually eye tracking is going to mean that when you're looking at an item and you want to pick it up, it's going to know at which ones you're looking at. So you, you always pick up the one that you want, like those kind of features and showing the application of this functionality is what's going to be more powerful because, you know, that's how you translate VR to people that are watching a demo, which is, wow, really? That's what, how it's going to be and like we've got haptics in the headset now so that when you're in the rain you can actually feel it the rain you know pattering on your head like <laughs> that's awesome you know um yeah they need more of that yeah i mean uh i, w- I was i think on i I, for- I forget which games cast it was was maybe 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 it was last friday i don't even remember to be honest with you anymore uh but it was we were showing off the trailer of toby uh with the eye tracking stuff and it was a it was a trailer from five years ago and I was that like, was it. Yeah, it was. Last oh, it, it was us. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, was, <laughs> uh, so, but it, but but it was great because I was like, this video is five years old. Like, and I'm still sort of kind of blown away by it. Like, it's still it's still to this day. Um, like five years ago, it was like, oh man, way in the future. This is going to be awesome. Look what we're working on. Look what we're developing. And here we are, five years in the future, and being like, oh wow, that shit is still cool. Like, and so, and so if Sony was to, cause all they were really doing with that demonstration was like, oh, here's some polygons and, you know, I don't like crappy little items around like a really wireframe environment. But, but think about how amazing that would be if you showed it off in something like Call of the Mountain. And it's like, so that you're never accidentally targeting the wrong enemy. So that you're never actually, you know, so that your bow will go where you're looking, that kind of your bow. Yeah. Cause you shoot bows with arrows, right? That's how that works. Come on. So, yeah. So they, they could certainly do an updated version of the Toby tech tech demonstration um and have you know have mark cerny uh boring boring everybody to death while we like just drool over these uh realistic uh graphics and uh and, and cutting edge abilities that the psvr2 will bring well it's, yeah it's like when mark cerny was talking about the roads of ps5 and he was talking about the ssd how maps in games used to have all these like you know tight areas your character would slowly shuffle through or an elevator while it loads up the next area but it was only re- that 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 kind of for us enthusiasts that was amazing and really exciting. But for the mainstream gamers, it was when they were shown Rift Apart, Ratchet and Clank going through a portal and appearing instantly in a different world, and then again, and then again instantly, and you're like, 
whoa, like, how is it doing it? And, you know, showing that is what the SSD is doing. Like the SSD and the fast loading times, that's all back end jargon. What does it actually mean for the gaming experience? And so, again, showing games in terms of the IP and the AAA stuff is important. But it kind of I feel there's this counterpart of like the mechanics of VR and what is going to be so different now they have not just the power of the hardware of the headset, but they have the power of the PlayStation 5 as well. Bogey Cat Production says, we, we need a demo where it's complete darkness, except for a TV about 10 feet in front of you. A big hand comes out of the set and drags you into the world. Uh, that, was in, that was in the TV. <laughs> it's so random, but I had to say it because that sounds fucking epic. I love it. That's really good. Huh. <laughs> Um, okay, so so we've got so we've got a big game showcase. That's what we're going for. Uh, we're going for a uh, like a, a state of play that's going to be like twenty thirty minutes of Horizon that kind of thing. Um, we're going for a, a tech demonstration uh, that, that that shows off all this foveated rendering and eye tracking and everything else. We've got the hybrid game showcase, and then I think we finish off the year uh, like hopefully early November with uh, with a showcase that's just about launch games. Uh, gets you like that just in case you weren't super super fucking excited for this or if you've lost any enthusiasm throughout the course of the year this is a reminder about how cool the how cool this thing's going to be show you a bunch of games maybe even uh, detail which games will be available at launch so this would be technically the launch game showcase uh, and then also reveal the price and say pre-orders are now live that way because people because people right now are saying uh saying the same thing about the 2023 release date 2023 q1 that q1 2023 will somehow cause people to or cause sony to miss out on holiday sales but if you allow the headset to be pre-ordered before the holidays you don't miss out on holiday sales little johnny instead of getting a PSVR 2 headset under the tree for Christmas, is going to get his pre-order uh, for the PSVR 2 that's coming just months later, right? So I think a lot of kids and a lot of people, maybe even me, I don't know. Come on, mom and dad, I really have faith in you. PSVR 2 pre-order for Christmas. I think that's uh, that's like sort of their workaround, isn't it? Yeah, no, I do. Um, when, when we talk about the showcase, though, we, we were obviously thinking about it solely about VR, but, you know, Sony has now made this... Um, has made it clear that around November time, was it a bit earlier, they do the big showcase. They did it when they announced the PS5. They then did it for additional games last year. I feel like they could they could tie this in, that they do the big yearly showcase, and then at the end they go one more thing, uh-huh. and it's like, and then it's PSVR 2. And, you know, we... Is it's like as much you know we're excited about PS5 and all these exciting games, but we're always about pushing the boundaries of what's possible in the medium of gaming. We here are really excited to show you what PS uh, the next generation of virtual reality hardware, and then it goes to PSVR two, and that would be because then at least you are appeal you're then getting it out to people that aren't just because if you just do a PSVR two showcase people's there's a lot of people that aren't sold on it but the whole point is they want to sell it to people that may have made a pass on it before because they feel oh psvr is just rubbish games that are indie looking and stuff like that or not fully developed which isn't true um but actually going like with all these triple a games um or if in that showcase they go those last five games we showed you are hybrid games for psvr too so like you know 
if they showed like a new Call of Duty or something like that, and they're like, um, although it wouldn't be Call of Duty now with the Xbox still, but um, there, there, there could be big games in there that they go, these games you've just seen, these are now going to be available in PSVR. You know what I love is that you're technically just quoting, <laughs> you're quoting Brian Powell from circa 2017 right where, where i said oh you know like this next this next playstation experience or this next playstation showcase uh, i just feel like i'm gonna like they're gonna show up all of these like oh here's here's horizon uh zero dawn and here's you know this game and that game and in uh in days gone and you know like you you just you show all these flat screen games and then so and then you know the president of sony uh stands on stage and goes and all the games you just saw yeah are also playable on PlayStation VR. And I never, that never happened. I dreamt about yeah. that. I, I mean, you, if you guys have been around the channel for a long time, I've been saying that forever. So like, really, this is, we're finally getting, or potentially finally getting to the point where like my, my dreams from five years ago might actually come true. Uh, and I, and I do think you're right. I, I, I was being very, uh, silly, ignoring the fact that PSVR two needs to be part of some bigger Sony showcase, some bigger Sony games event. Because yeah, you do want your PlayStation Five and PlayStation, even PlayStation Four gamers to be like excited for this thing that like maybe they weren't paying attention to that maybe was off their radar completely. And if you throw it into, uh, you know, you throw it into one of these other games and say one of other games events and say, hey, uh, the you know these games are also playable in VR, then then suddenly uh, you're doing the whole thing of getting flat screen gamers at least interested in what you're doing, if not totally sold yet. Uh, which which is really half the battle right now. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's silly thinking of having it as just VR showcase because the reason that's been important up to now is there has been a lot of resistance whenever there's a VR game shown as a part of this show, uh, you know, these state of plays, the comments just gets flooded with, oh, I don't care about VR. And that's because the climate for VR gamers at the moment and non-VR gamers is they've already made their decision. We're that far down the line that if you're a VR gamer, you would have already got it. If yeah. you if you don't like VR games, you haven't got it. And so having it mixed up is a bit of a... It causes those issues of discussion within the chat. Whereas for something that's releasing the next-gen hardware, no, it, this appeals to anyone because you're all in the same camp. Whether you like VR or not, you all don't have access to this yet. And the difference also is if you do like the look of it, you have an opportunity to jump in now because the decision to jump on board has only just been made available to you. And and that's what makes it exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. So we don't need to spend a ton of time on this, but I do, you know, again, I, I think Sony sort of dropped the ball a little bit with the PlayStation VR one era and, 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 you know, there's various reasons why this could have been the case. Maybe they didn't, you know, there's obviously some very smart people working at Sony and saying, you know, the, it's not worth spending a ton of money on marketing. If you know, the payoff isn't going to be that big. Um, but obviously you want to hit the ground running with PSVR two. You, you want to give it your all and say, listen, man, at least if it doesn't work out, we fucking tried, right? We, we, we hit every type of, um, social media. We hit every type of commercial advertisement that we could think of. Um, and I, it's funny because Pico, Pico had just said that they want to utilize TikTok to sell their headset. And at first I was like, that's so dumb. I like TikTok is so silly. And then I said, but wait a minute, that's a whole demographic of kids that aren't really excited about VR right now. Like you, if if you, if your favorite TikTok person, what the fuck, TikTok streamer, what, I don't even know what they're called. This is how out of the loop I am. But if your favorite person on TikTok was suddenly showing off a VR headset, like in, you know, and you're like 14, 15, 16 years old, right? 
those kids that age or adolescents of that age didn't grow up watching the lawnmower man like i did didn't grow up watching nick arcade like i did and going man i can't wait to be inside the game they, they didn't go to the malls and for twenty dollars you could get get into this super primitive but at the time like super advanced like vr thing right which I never, we never paid for. I, I never get to experience that. It was way too expensive. Um, and so, and so, like that, growing up, uh, and I think a lot of people, a lot of the cats in the chat, uh, are you know roughly the same age as me, or or grew up in a similar time period with a lot of the similar you know things, a lot of similar movies and whatever. And so they grew up thinking that VR is the future, but kids now are like, oh, like you know, I'm just playing my game on my on my phone or my tablet. Or whatever, right? This this is what gaming is to them, and they they don't have I don't think dreams of something crazy or more realistic or more immersive or bigger because that just hasn't been sort of the narrative in their generation. Do you think that using TikTok could change that? Yeah, no, I, I think so. I I just think when the PlayStation Five came out, I really noticed a massive push with um, influencers being given consoles. I can't remember one of the biggest musicians in the UK, uh, in the US getting um, a PlayStation Five. Oh man, he's a rapper, and do you know what? I think it's the rapper who had, he played that concert in America where there was like a massive crush, and he wasn't like looking at the fans, and quite there was quite a few who died. Ma- like someone in the chat can help me he's like one of the biggest rappers in the u.s um yeah, who was I'm, also I'm on fortnite and stuff yeah 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 someone will remind us in a, in a minute but anyway but yeah playstation they gave playstation 5 consoles to influencers obviously um you've got um oh god it's so late here i'm just getting dead in the head who runs um the, the video game awards uh jeff Keeley. great yeah 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 so he had one um but they also went for people that were uh i think jeff Keighley doesn't necessarily appeal to the the, the younger demographics right. um but that's what they need to do and tiktok travis scott yeah so travis scott i believe was given a ps5 um i'm just having a look now and he had he had playstation 5 shoes i'm pretty sure yeah he was wearing um yeah travis scott playstation shoes um i don't know how that was done but this was i don't know if you're looking at them now um but yeah um i don't know if there was actually a promo video for it um travis scott ps5 unboxing he actually did it on his youtube channel it's like 10 minute 30 thing i'm just looking at now xenomorph in the chat Um, says uh, the company that owns tiktok owns pico which i mean right which makes sense okay utilize what you have at your disposal but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you you can't use tiktok to advertise PSVR two, and that's and that's sort of like I was just sort of kicking off the conversation um, for alternate forms of marketing. Yeah, we'll have some uh, we'll have some commercials before YouTube videos. You know, like I'm, I'm assuming that Sony will have um, some kind of commercials for PSVR two that'll show up on every single VR YouTuber's uh, channel when it, you know anytime you try to go play something, right? Because uh, because that's that's the target demographic. Um, but but yeah, but there's no reason just because Pico owns TikTok doesn't mean that like Sony couldn't take advantage of TikTok or or all these other uh, types of social media that have been maybe underutilized over the last six years for PSVR one. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, no, for sure. 
Um, everyone's just catching up in the chat about the Travis Scott stuff. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was an interesting partnership between Fortnite he'd done work for and that. But yeah, I think TikTok Brian would would be a platform. All all, all the social media platforms. It's like the best amplification of getting people to dive into VR is not saying come by VR. It's getting your favorite influencers to experience it and then go on and on. You know, this is like 21st century marketing. This is why there are so many influencers who keep doing um, sponsored posts because it's them saying, not I'm putting your commercial on my video. It's no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you why I use this product because I like it. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I think that's going to be really impactful for, for, for this generation of VR. Yeah, so I feel like Sony's a little old school, and they may they maybe need to get caught up and, and see what new forms of marketing are like, uh, and experiment with that a little bit. Agreed. I mean, as I said, they did a block of a, a wall of text for their uh, PlayStation Plus offerings. It was just terrible, and they do some good innovative stuff, but um, Sony do definitely need to. And, and actually, to be fair. <laughs> Their marketing department, when they do knock it out of the park, they really do. I don't know if you ever saw that in the lead up to PlayStation 5, they took over some of the underground stations in London. Oh, yeah. So um, in the underground, it's the uh, red circle with the blue like uh, rectangle through it for the underground. And they actually got them changed. So you had the circle, but you had the triangle and the X and the square buttons. That's really cool. And then they actually renamed some of the underground stations Um for um playstation um for playstation games so um i can't remember what some of them were called now um but they did a massive takeover they did one that was for ratchet and clank yeah so they had um a ratchet and clank caster gate they actually changed the names of these it was just amazing they had uh horizon forbidden west ham so West Ham, they got called uh, Horizon Forbidden West Ham. It was just like really, really cool stuff that just becomes a part of the zeitgeist, becomes a part of the culture. Mm. And that's what they need to do again with VR. Like this is, and this is not me trying to convince you, Brian, because uh, we all know this. This is Sony's chance to be true leaders in the medium of VR because Oculus gets, you know, spoken about again and again. Um PlayStation really have to hit it out the park and future-proof themselves because they can't just be good for VR for the next year. They need to be good for VR for the next five years. So what does that require? It requires AAA games, hybrid games, so that as the, the, the gaming space develops, it can keep feeding in to that VR platform. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, this is this is their chance. And I, and I do feel like, um, <clears throat> you know... <sighs> They they sort of gave up on Vita a little early, uh, and but but somehow they were still supportive of the PSVR one until long after they should have been, right? Long after they should have been. So it does give me the impression that unlike portable gaming, I think Sony does believe that VR is uh, is going to be important in the future. Uh, they could have easily not done a PSVR two, uh, and the fact that they're doing it at all means a lot. Uh, so uh, I think this is this is sort of. But I also think this is sort of their last chance too, right? It's like not not that not not that <laughs> I know it sounds silly and like very uh, maybe hyperbolic to be like oh this is their this is their last chance to do VR, but but also they they only get one chance really to do it right. Like I think I think when you look at the PlayStation Three story and see how they 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 screwed up everything from the get go, um, and, and, and 
like overprice the system, uh, underdeliver it on content. Uh, it just, I mean, just everything, right? Uh, it took them years and years and years to like scrape and crawl and climb their way back to the top. And I don't know if that kind of success story or that kind of story of, uh, the, I, that doesn't happen often. And I think they were extremely lucky, uh, to, to have that happen. So I think as they need to make sure that they start off on the right foot with PSVR two, so that they don't, they're not making up for all of their errors over the course of the next generation. Um, so again, not their last chance, but it's like super, super important that they do things right. Yeah. And okay. So, Listen, I know, we, I know we need to wrap up. We need to wrap up. So let's wrap up with one of the things that's on everybody's mind, and that's how much this thing is going to cost. Does it need to be competitive with standalone headsets price-wise, or if it's, or if it's a little bit more expensive, is that going to kind of separate uh, PlayStation VR 2 and make it more of a, you know, make it more of a, uh, like this upscale um, premium VR headset? I mean, PSVR 2 is not going to be competing against uh, the Oculus 2 in terms of a wireless headset that is its own console. So they're going to be appealing to people that have already been prepared to buy a PlayStation 5 and potentially for people that already have a PC Mm -hmm. and are VR gamers there if they get the chance to then plug in their PSVR 2 headset into their PC. So with that said, I think that they don't have to be dragged down too low, but I do think it has to be competitive, which is like a really um, unnecessary point to make. Of course, it needs to be competitive. But for me, I see it around the £300, $350 mark, of which is roughly where the the, the PS5 um, discless, like digital one was. Okay. Um, because as I said, it's going to come with two controllers, um, which... The, the last headset didn't come with if it then has that whole package of all these games that come with it as well then it makes it more appealing um it's not going to be cheap but i i think that if they could get it to 350 dollars um i think 399 is gonna be i i don't know i don't i think it is possibly doable but i think they need to get it as close to 300 as possible it's funny man i see a lot i see a lot of interesting numbers in the chat i see daniel kaz with uh Four ninety nine. Nick Gamecat Howe with uh, four fifty. Joseph Paul Jr. with four hundred. Uh, Blam Crotch with five oh one. Are is this is this the Price Is Right? <laughs> right, I know, right? <laughs> Did somebody put five hundred and you you're just fucking screwing them? Peepo says uh, four ninety nine, and so and we got Johnny Rypop saying between four and five hundred dollars. I mean, so here, so I mean, the easy answer is like if you can get it close to three hundred dollars then you've you've won like that is just it's you're getting this top of the line headset with eye tracking uh in these like amazing oled lenses and uh and then not to mention you know the fact that it's being powered by this super powerful playstation 5 with uh you know all, all of the playstation studios behind it you're getting an amazing deal at 300 dollars. but i don't know if it's practical i kind of think i kind of think i i think anything above 400 is just they have to draw the line. They say we can't sell it for more than three ninety nine ninety nine, and so if they yeah. start at four hundred, and then give themselves a little wiggle room, two years later they can drop it to three hundred, you know, and then continue to drop it over the course of its lifespan. But they need to do that too, though. They need to drop it the, the price over the course of its lifespan because they didn't really do that with PSVR one. 
I don't know if they kind of back painted themselves into a corner where it was like it wasn't very profitable to begin with and they just couldn't get the price of the parts down over the course of however many years or what the deal was. But like you see all the time when like the PlayStation 2 came out and then there was like that like tiny PS1. It's like a bunch of people's kids, bro- kid brothers got their PS1 for the first time, right? It's like the, you were suddenly had this whole new, whole new generation of people who were playing uh, kind of, you, you know, games from a few years ago. And that, and that audience just kept building and building and building. Um, but they, so they need to be able to drop the price. Uh, you know, it needs to be like $200 in a couple, in like three, three, four years. Um, but so, so if they start at four and gradually work their way down, I think that'd be pretty amazing. Seeing everyone throwing the US and UK prices, I think is why it's really interesting to look at both of them because that will help you get sort of the gate because some people are going, um, it could be £399, but then that's like $450 or above. It's no way going to be that. I think $399 is a good ceiling, the maximum yeah. would bring you down to $350, uh, sorry, £350. And then I think the bottom is, because some people are going, if they could get it to $300, but then that's going to be £250. There's no way it's going to cost as low as £250 in the UK. So yeah, the, the digital version of the PS5 was £300 in the UK and $350 in the US. And I think that kind of ballpark, I think, makes sense for, for this as well. What I will say in defense of the $300 price tag is that if they lose a little bit of money on each headset sold, the attach rate on VR games, especially at the PSVR 1 launch in the first couple of years, was so high, it was so it was so much higher than flat screen True. game attach rates had ever been, that they will make up their money uh, you know, and, and get their foot in the door and, and, and cement themselves as uh, the, the leaders of VR, right? It, it all works together. And they continue to sell uh, game after game after game after game, especially if they have, again, like 150, 200 games at launch, which... We don't know. It sounds good in my head, you know, especially when you listen to the Pico uh, PR press release or whatever, or, or you look at all the different ways they could have this many games at launch with the PSVR 1 titles. With that many titles accessible to people at launch, they could certainly make up that loss uh, with their 30% cut um, on the PlayStation Store, mm. um, especially That's if really it's such a high point. attach rate. So it could, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really, really true. If they um, want to be competitive, there's a way. How much does a, a PlayStation 5 game top tier one cost in the US? Is it $70? 70. Yeah. Do do we what do we feel about the PSVR2 benchmark for AAA games when it comes to VR? Do we think we're going to start seeing VR games at 50? What well, I don't know what they are at the moment cuz I'm having to translate in my head. 40 like a top to a, a top a top game in the UK is like uh, I think Moss was like 35 pounds. Um, okay. Which would be like forty dollars, forty five dollars, yeah. maybe. Is a forty dollars title here. Okay, Moss two. But do we do we think it's going to be we're going to have sixty dollar? Yeah. Or if they're hybrid, then the answer is yes, isn't it? If if they're hybrid games, <laughs> like yeah. First of all, like I'm 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 suddenly like I don't buy seventy dollars games. Like and I think I bought one so far, and that was Returnal, just to kind of like you know I've got a PlayStation Five, I got to see what this is all about. Like I want to yeah. experience this. But if they're hybrid games. Uh, and they're, you know, I think, I think again, AAA is going to be redefined this generation uh, when it comes to VR games. 
if we were calling things like Blood and Truth and Astrobot, if we were calling those AAA last gen, I think we're going to not look at those the same way this gen. I think we're going to start seeing more parity between flat screen AAA games and VR flat, uh, VR AAA games. I don't know how I just said that. Did that work? I don't know. And so if I, so I do think that this is the generation we start seeing $70 PSVR two games. And I, for one, am super happy about that because I've been crying for six years going, please bring us more AAA VR games. And so if you're, you're finally able to say, Hey, we have those AAA VR games and we're charging AAA uh, prices for them. Fantastic. Fantastic. This is what we've all been asking for, for six years straight. Uh, so, so bring it on as long as the, the price reflects the content, um, just like it does on flat screen, then I'm all about it. Yeah. Um, Returnal VR. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah. Let's do it. That, yeah. Yeah. Add, yeah. That's, add that to the launch list. Yeah. Yeah. That's on the launch list. Um, Miles, I'm dude, this is, I know this is like way longer, uh, than we had planned. No, to go. this is cool. No, I'm, I'm cool with this. I'm, 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 I'm happy with this. I'm just, just sometimes my brain is just, be, it's just been a slow day for me. Um, okay. the other thing you had on this list though, that we didn't touch upon was like launch apps, mm-hmm. likes, and, and obviously the, the UI. Um, so in addition to the games, like what features I did touch on one that I know you mentioned before, because it is, is big screen, the, the movie experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and obviously PlayStation Home, which they've renewed the uh, the rights for recently. I mean, PlayStation must be thinking about PlayStation Home. With everyone talking about the metaverse, um, they have to... Th- I, and Because and, PlayStation also... Sorry to jump around here, but PlayStation recently, I think in Poland, tested a service with um, uh, PlayStation Plus where you actually got access to their movies like Venom and stuff like that. Um, I think that they were only testing it in Poland. So it just makes me think that if they do, you know, broaden this out, something like big screen uh, for Sony movies is just going to be, you know, all these companies that are saying, you know, go to the cinema or use our streaming service. Sony doesn't have a streaming service. But no, but in, v- in, in they VR- used to have, and they used to have a, a section of their store that was uh, dedicated to rentals and, and yes. purchases that I got very upset about that they removed because that's where all my movies were. I would wait for a sale and then just pick up a bunch of uh, cheap horror movies and then I would just I would go into the PlayStation store and that's where I would like watch my movies from. Um, and and so that's what. But one of the things that's interesting about what Sony's been doing lately. Um, has been they've been realizing that other people are better at the things that they were doing and saying, well, why are we doing this if someone else is doing it better? And so, yeah, if there's a live stream service that's connected to big screen uh, or or whatever the best app is, uh, and and just let them do it, right? And 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 like license out all of their rights and say, you know, oh, we're just going to take a cut off the back end uh, and let people, you know, rent the movies. That that's it would be ways way easier for them, uh, and they just make money for doing nothing, which is great. And it's it's platform building because if they have a really good VR cinema, um, then other you know uh, film studios might go. You know what? We'll do a deal with Sony. We'd like you to put on our uh, films in your digital cinema as well. Yeah. Especially if it becomes a part of something like PlayStation Home. So it's not just we have an app 
where you can watch a movie this way because some people might not be for it but if you're in some kind of metaverse and i know it's a, an overused term but it, it is what it is we gotta um, reclaim it man take it back yeah true <laughs> but if you're in some kind of rec room playstation home environment where you're friends and you're saying what do you want to do now do you want to do another active game of wall climbing. No, I just want to chill and watch a movie. All right, let's go to this cinema. And, uh, or, you know, it's a very British thing to call it the cinema, but let's go to this movie theater and, and check out something. Yeah. Um, I think that is actually how it's going to, it's, it's going to start taking off. I mean, it's, it is really funny to see that PlayStation home was in beta for what, five years or something on PlayStation three. And then like they were, and they just, just canned it. They were like, <laughs> oh so that didn't work out for you guys uh and then we you know and, and so i think it's right for the time is right for it to come back and uh and, and i just i wonder though i sort of feel like it's going to be a very limited experience at launch where it's like hey if you and it, which is fine which is totally fine you know it's like we'll we'll it'll build with us as we uh you know as more and more people join the psvr2 community and like suddenly there's more and more things to be excited about in playstation home it's like maybe we'll get our uh Maybe we'll get our – there's an apartment that we can live in, right? And then there's a movie theater. And then eventually they keep adding things to it like a bowling alley or arcade or whatever. I think that would be pretty the cool. Other, the, it, the other reason it might be limited though, and this is kind of what I felt with PlayStation Home, why it didn't really take off and GTA Online did, was because PlayStation Home was an official Sony thing, they couldn't just have you know, voice chat public because then they couldn't moderate it. Right, and that's representing Sony. Whereas on GTA, it's like, well, it's GTA. Like people know what GTA is about, so you can go and run people over, or you know, the, the whole thing about VR that makes it and, and the gaming is you, it's escapism. You get to do stuff you wouldn't do in real life. Right. It's not because you want to cause harm when you're running over someone on the street. You know, <laughs> a computer player. It's because it's comical and that. But Sony wouldn't want to be associated with that kind of thing. And I kind of feel that for PSVR two, if they brought back PlayStation Home. There's a lot of freedom that you want. And actually, I think this is what's happening with the d- democratization of, and I said we weren't going to go into societal issues with <laughs> VR, but <laughs> we have to throw it in at the end. But the idea is like, you're seeing that as technology becomes more democratized, the people that are clinging onto their IPs are realizing they need to let go of it to the communities and let them do what they want with it. I mean, Dreams is a great example. Right. Um you know, people are making parodies or, or their own versions of real games. And I remember I spoke with um, Media Molecule uh, um, EGX in London a couple of years ago, and I said to him, I'm just curious that, you know, if someone makes Super Mario Brothers in Dreams, uh, do you have to take it down? Because Nintendo aren't going to want it. Right. And they said, and this wasn't official policy, but they say, generally speaking, if someone comes to us and says, you have to remove this, we own the IP, then they'll remove it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of what happened with YouTube when it first started out. When YouTube first started out, um, it's impossible for th- them to moderate every single video that is uploaded online. Uh, and so you could argue, well, YouTube should be taken down because it's got all these TV shows. All right, man. Sorry, but we are back. Sorry about that, everybody. No, no, it's cool. Um I was I was taking up all the bandwidth with all these big ideas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were just we we're just talking about that um you know PlayStation isn't going to have a lot of freedom with you know what people are able to do on PlayStation Home because they can't moderate it. Right. And so we were talking about media molecule and dreams uh that you want to give people the freedom to do whatever they want and you know if Nintendo see Super Mario Brothers has been remade on it and they don't want it they can let media molecule know 
and they'll take it down. And so I was just saying that what YouTube did when it first started was they were getting in a lot of trouble because there were all these TV shows that were uploaded and movie clips that people didn't own the rights to on right. YouTube. But millions and millions of videos have been uploaded. YouTube <laughs> can't possibly moderate all of it. So what did they do? They built an infrastructure called Content ID and they said to all the publishers, come on our platform, upload your content privately and we will get blueprints and it will automate it. And they're basically passing on the ownership to the owners of the product. And that can only be done by third parties um, like Rockstar Games and that, that are willing to take the risk. Sony is not going to want to take the risk where they have PlayStation Home, where people are making Super Mario Brother version games. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, um, And I, I think that that is why PlayStation Home, and I hope to be proven wrong, I think will always be doomed to fail. It has to be done by someone um, adjacent to, to Sony. Right. Right. Yeah. Dude, if we, if we were somehow were to get um, PlayStation home and it didn't have like something as simple as voice chat, it would be, I mean, what, a, what, a what a major fail right out of the gate. Right. Yeah. Uh, it would just be like, oh man. So hope, hopefully, uh, hopefully they're thinking this, all this through. And uh, I mean, home is such a pipe dream. Like that, that is, that is the, that would be the cherry on top of the fucking amazing ice cream sundae that is already PSVR two and all the support that's going to be behind it. If we get PlayStation Home, then fucking great. If we don't, then I'm like, yeah, you know, eh, well, it'll always be in the back of my mind. We'll think, well, maybe one day, and we'll do a games cast about it every six months or so, and go, hey, what if PlayStation Home was a thing in VR? Um, but besides that, yeah. All right, man. I think we need to wrap this up with a game. A PSPR 20 questions, and I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. that you're the host this week, and you have better have a game, and I and all the cats out there have 20 yes or no questions to figure out what PSVR game Miles is thinking of. Are you ready, Miles? And I, yeah, and I've got a pen and paper to count this time yep. <laughs> to make sure that you haven't got over 20. You did get it within 20 last time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have I have got this here, so. Awesome. Um, I'm going to have pen and paper ready as well to write down Port Shovel. Port Shovel. All right, here we go. On your market set, go. There it is. Okay. Um, is this a cartoony game? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of cartoony. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. We're off to a great start here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you do, is, is shooting, shooting guns or shooting something, shooting enemies, uh, is that a big part of what you're doing in this game? Mm, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, kind of cartoony. Mm. Lots of shooting. <laughs> um, oh, good question, uh, Marchio. Is this Does this game have full locomotion? Hmm. Good question. Yeah, that's a very good question. Hmm. Very, very good question. Uh, is, is AJ no. paying you to be this cryptic? No, no, it's it's not. Okay. That cryptic. No. <laughs> was that the fourth question? Yeah. <laughs> AJ is not paying me. That's four. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. No full locomotion. So that 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 brings up a lot of questions. Um. Oh, Joseph Paul Jr. Is it? Does it have any kind of multiplayer in it? 
Um, no. No. Okay, it's single player. Um, let's see, you're shooting. You do not want to shoot in. It's kind of cartoony. There's not full locomotion. Single player. Maybe, yeah, maybe we need to figure out how you're moving around on this. Um, hmm. Okay, let's figure out the, what the, the locomotion. Is there, is there movement in the game? So, like, con- movement that what, that you control or don't control. Are, is your character moving in the game? Um, I thought you were frozen for a second. You just are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, you can. There, there is movement. Uh, yeah, I'm, dude. To be honest, I'm just watching your review just to remind <laughs> myself about okay, this. So we've narrowed it down to 350 games. Uh, yeah, on the, because he because I've reviewed it. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah, I would have given a wrong answer. No, yeah. So you can, you can move around. This isn't going well. Um, <laughs> Forest City Fishing says stall more. <laughs> uh, let's see. Does this have aim support? No. Okay, no aim support. Um, well, you, that's what the review says. Oh, uh, the American Dream is what Joseph Paul is thinking of. Um, uh, would you call it a rail shooter? No, no, not a, not a rail shooter. Is it a wave shooter? Yeah. Whoa, okay, here we go, guys. We're finally getting closer to it. It's a wave shooter. It's kind of cartoony. There's lots of shooting. There's no full locomotion. It's not a rail shooter. It's single player. There is movement, though. There is some kind of movement. Um, are you shooting people in this game? Mm, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. No. Okay, not people. Uh, are you shooting animals in this game, real or fake animals? Hmm, it's a really, really good question. Mm, I thought so. Mm. Uh, what was it? Are you shooting animals? Yeah, real or fake animals? Are you shooting animals in this game? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Oh, you are. Are you? Hmm. Hmm. Ten. We're at ten. Okay, guys. We're gonna think of rail shooters. Or, or we think I, I, all you are is a little Johnny. Which, by the way, great name change. Uh, Mid show, say, saying sneaky bears. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Are are bears your enemy in this game? No. No. Mm. Good try, man. Good try. <sighs> I mean, we it's, it can't be fruit because it's animals. Like, big giant fruit from Shooty Fruity, that's not animals. And plus, there's no motion. There's no locomotion at all. There's no character movement in Shooty Fruity. Um, sorry, sirens on my end, guys. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, Marchio, is it is it horror? Is it a horror game? Um, I mean, some people might find it uh, scary. I would say it's not. 
Okay, not horror. Oh man, we are running low here. Um, Duck season isn't on the platform, Blam, but could try. Uh, Dick Wild is definitely cartoony, but has aim support, um, so that doesn't work for us. Mm, oh God, you guys! Mm, the Walker was definitely would have definitely has a horror slant. Oh God, we're running out of time. Uh, time Carnage doesn't have any uh, any movement. Is it is it based on an IP? It's based on an IP. It's based on an IP. We are out of time, like, but I can't even think of a final guess. Uh, it's based on an IP that's uh, it's a wave shooter. Um, uh, is is it Angry Birds? No. Sorry. Guys, Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. No, 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 dude. We gotta we gotta play by the rules as much as I'd love to. Try I did still. I did still for at least a minute. <laughs> yeah, I actually stalled for about three minutes. I reckon. Be- let's just keep going. Based on an IP. I've, do you know? I really worry. I've got one of these questions wrong. I'm pretty sure I haven't got it wrong. Based I mean, on this, an this IP, was... a wave shooter that's based on an IP alone is killing me. There were so many wave shooters, but based on an IP, let's have a second bomb. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. It couldn't possibly. Oh, no, no, no. I was Arc Park was a good guess, but it has full locomotion. Transformers is now. Oh my god. I didn't review Wild Turkey Hunter, did I? No, so that takes care of that. Um by the way, so full locomotion, like this is going to be a clue. If you if you can only teleport in it, that's not full locomotion, is it? No. Okay, cool. No. Just checking. I was worried then. But some, but some games do get updated with full locomotion after they come out. So some oh, of that's my true. reviews may not be accurate. That's true. Well, no, as I said, it's, um... I, I think we got to. I think we got to call it. What's what's? Uh, I have officially lost. It's it's a game that I always guess in the chat every time we play this game. It's uh, Sharknado VR, the Eye of the Storm. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm glad to finally get it into twenty questions. <laughs> Uh, Sharknado VR. There it is. Oh my god, I can't. Yep, I think you could have given me and it all is, it, day. You, I would say it's cartoony. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, think, that's why I was like, eh, like it is. It looks real, but except for the flying sharks, I think. I think bad graphics uh, is in better. Is <laughs> <laughs> a more accurate well, description, but oh but yeah, cartoony works as well. Um, yeah. God, this game is terrible. <laughs> memories yeah there's a part of me that's kind of happy i didn't get it because like the, the that means i've sort of like uh exiled it from my brain and uh, it doesn't take up any space there so it can, live, it can live rent free somewhere else so good. i have guessed sharknado for at least 30 episodes so it's nice to finally get it up there in the archive it's not yeah. a rail shooter is there there's full locomotion is there pretty sure pretty okay. sure you can pretty sure you can run around uh, there's a lot okay. to shoot in. Um, maybe, maybe, I, maybe it was my mistake because Brian would have totally got it if I said it was full locomotion. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, man. It's been a long time since so, I played this. No, I, I, well, as I said, I was just looking through your review, and your review it just saw teleportation. But um, yeah, uh, then maybe then maybe because again, right, it's been a while. Not. In my head, I'm picturing like jumping quite a bit and, and, and running around, but I have no idea. All right, you Look, guys. 
Let's, dude. <laughs> just leave, look, if, if anyone's angry, I'm really sorry. Just leave my family out of it. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. All right, guys. But thank you. Thank you to everybody who stuck around uh, for this, uh, this, this extended games cast uh, for the, uh, if we were Sony, how would we launch the PSVR 2 perfectly? And I think we nailed it. Let's be fair. I think, I think if we were Sony, PSVR 2 would be nothing but an amazing success. Uh, so let's see over the course of the next few months how Sony does and if they live up to our impossible standards that we've set. Uh, thank you guys, everybody who's, uh, who watched during the show. Thank you to everybody who contributed uh, either during 22 questions, just in the chat, or, uh, or, or with a tip. We appreciate you guys keeping the lights on. Don't forget, you can also support us on patreon.com slash without parole games. Get your name on that scroll for just $3 a month, along with access to voice chat in Discord. And for $5, you can get exclusive content on Patreon, um, exclusive video content. Uh, Miles, thank you so very much for being here. Uh, make sure you guys go over to Miles Dyer Official and follow him on Instagram. Where else do they need to follow you, bud? Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Miles, uh, M-Y-L-E-S. Uh, subscribe. I do a live show every Wednesday. And uh, the Quest for Global Empathy, my podcast, will be coming back soon. It's been on a quite a big break since November. Brian was actually the last guest on it. <laughs> oh, wow. That, <laughs> that was a long time. Because that was when I got I became ill about a couple of weeks after. And then it's just like just getting back into the flow this year. So, um, yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, another another great launch title for PSVR 2 would be Sharknado yep. 2. Like, yep. could be the comeback game. Okay. Like, it'd, be, it'd, it'd sell so many copies. I'd really feel for that. O- only if it can be multiplayer and I can be the shark. Yes. All right, that'd be cool, yeah. Be oh, man, cool. PvP, PvP, that'd be right. sick. Although, I mean, it doesn't matter how many haptics you have in the headset or how much feedback you have in the headset. If you're just a shark going, <laughs> in a tornado, I think everyone's going to fucking throw up. <laughs> Can you imagine them showing the demo and it's just like spinning really quick and they're like, actually, let's not show that that perspective. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah all right miles thank you so much for hanging out with us thank you for hanging out with us all the cats i hope you all have an amazing amazing weekend thank you to everybody uh even the people who sat back and watched the show and didn't say a goddamn word uh there's one fewer of you this episode i know it uh oh and one more tip do you make sure you click the like button if you haven't already we just hit 100 likes so if any of you have just joined recently and haven't clicked the like button do it like 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 that's uh, my my bit. That's my contractual obligation. And thank you, Genetic Blasphemy, for the uh, the unicorn, the one dollar tip with the unicorn that came in at just the last second. But guys, after an almost a two hour show, it is time to, to turn off the lights. So let's get out of here. We love you so much. Join us on Discord. Uh, I'm gonna click the button. There it is. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Paint Easter, lots everyone. Of eggs. Oh, Paint no. lots of eggs. Yeah. Play lots of Easter games. Uh-huh. And don't scare your kids, man. Like I, I think. Shit's scary, man. Like uh, Easter Bunny and, and, and Santa, these strangers coming into your house. That shit's scary. I don't. Th- I don't think that's cool, man. I don't think that's Brian, cool. Brian, before we go, yeah. I've just sent you in Discord. Can you, you're probably not gonna be able to play this before we go. <laughs> we gotta. We gotta end with this. Easter Bunny scares kids. This was the video I mentioned earlier. It is so good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If, uh, give me a second. Let me see if I can bring. If we can't. Up. If we can't do, we can't. <laughs> This is good though. Uh, <laughs> we got to end with something festive. Uh, oh, good, good old 480p download here. <laughs> oh, is it 480p's? This is a good one. All right, let's see what we can do. Amazing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, go back to awesome. full screen and maybe some uh, media source. Is that a thing? Can we do that? 
Hold on a second. We're we're almost back, and the media source Bro, is going to be. Do it is magic. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, the slowest magic of all time. Doesn't matter. The best magic tricks take a while, right? right. I love all the Easter emojis that everyone's mm-hmm. doing. Okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. See, everything takes a while. Um, all right, let's see. Let's see if this works. Oh my god, this is the smallest video ever. And probably there's probably no sound. We might have to try this again. Do 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 do. Media source two. Let's put the sound up on that. Don't bother him yet. There so adorable. It's the Easter Bunny. Let's try that again. Is that okay? Here, wait, wait. Let's go back to this over here, and then let's go back to the full screen. <laughs> See, this is how broken everything is. Full screen. Full screen. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. All right. Let's check this out. Yeah. So good. Look at your pretty eggs. No, don't bother them yet. They're still drying. <laughs> well, who's coming to see you all tonight? <laughs> My reactions are delayed because yeah. I'm watching it on the live stream. Look at your pretty eggs. <laughs> Can't believe this kid's still sitting there, man. I, would... I know. No, don't I'd be three yet. houses like down the rabbit, road by now. Like a rabbit in the headlights, yeah. <laughs> My God, they're just torturing these kids. For so- How long does this go on for? I don't know. It's pretty bad. This isn't funny, actually. Should we take this off? This is really horrible. Happy Easter, everyone. <laughs> happy Easter, everyone. We love you all. Oh, and have a, yeah, have a good weekend, too. Even Not everybody celebrates Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Take care, everyone. <laughs>